that don't know my name good evening everybody and a very warm welcome to those who will be viewing us tonight and joining in the conversation and also to those who will be watching this sometime in the future on catch up how are you in the future we hope you're well you know what I, I'm not allowed to have favorite mediums, so I'm not going to say this. I am experiencing the most awesome weekend with two absolutely wonderful people. Sadly, they've nipped out. <laughs> so... <laughs> so he's never dragged these two. <laughs> Found these two down the road, you know, War Memorial, Diamond White, you know. No. The lovely Jeanette and Tim Abbott. Lovely to be here. Brilliant. Nice to be here. Honestly, the energy down here at Port has been absolutely bouncing. It is off the wall, and the workshop today, amazing. Absolutely. How are you? We're good. And it's We're good, yeah. Wonderful to be. You know, we've, we've built a relationship with you through Zoom. Yeah. Uh, over the last what year 16 16 months uh, yeah. Year yeah. and now is the first opportunity for us to come and uh, meet you in person <laughs> exactly physically it's real uh, <laughs> and it, you know and you walked around the we pulled up uh, on the church drive yeah. you walked around the corner and it's like oh, oh oh there's lawrence it wasn't like oh, oh is that him or not yeah it's like, oh, there's an old mate because we've built yeah. this relationship. We're going to say there's an old man. But it was the, it, it, it highlights the power of Zoom and what it gave <coughs> to us in lockdown and continues to give it to us, such as tonight we've done. Exactly, exactly. This um, this is like a Pandora's box. It's never going to close. Absolutely. Uh, but I do think that the sober-minded amongst the spiritualist community. Uh, have this amazing tool now to reach. We're reaching tonight. Lovely Serena, good evening. How are you? Jack Ecker. Oh, you know, we are international, and this is not a proud, arrogant boast. We've got this amazing reach of people uh, that we can communicate with and build up relationships with, and most importantly, impart knowledge. Mm. Impart mm. knowledge. Who else have we got? Eva, how are you, my darling? Jackie, I hope you're all right. Oh, Mr. Morris, we were just Hi. talking about you, sir. Hello, Craig. <laughs> all good, all good, trust me. Hiya, Sue. So, yeah, it is. It's amazing. We're talking tonight, It's uh, the theme is Paths to Progress. Paths um, to Progress, absolutely. Yeah. Um, development of our mediums, irrespective of what field you're going to be working Ron from Florida, where I can soon say, what's up, Doc? I'm so looking forward to that. He's going to take a nap doctorate. Oh, wonderful. So um, yeah. he will be a minister, yeah. and I can say, what's up, Doc? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lovely guy. Marion, my darling. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever your mediumship is, you know, I'm a, I know it's being pedantic, people. I know it may irritate some, uh, but you can always turn off. When we talk about the term medium, that is the person, the interface. It's how that mediumship is expressed. So we're talking about our evidential mediums, our trance mediums, our 
healing yes. mediums exactly yeah. mediums of spirit you are the emissaries of the voice of the voiceless absolutely but the it's these different paths to progress isn't it it's so interesting how we see sometimes these paths it, they tend sometimes i think a generality is people are put in halfway along the path without some of the groundwork so without understanding yeah, their own I, awareness yeah, I, I, I get that i get that yeah, yeah. And I and I think, you know, if we look at different expressions of mediumship, and you've mentioned some of them there, Lawrence, evidential mediumship, healing, trance, for example, and trance, as you mentioned, we looked at today, and we'll come back to that later. Um, I, th I think when you're in the company of the spirit, and you give yourself over to that that experience. Uh, and to that direction of spirit, and then the expression, the phenomena, whatever you wish to call it, trance, evidential, healing, that the spirit world wish to express through your mediumistical ability, we need to give over to them. Yeah. You know, so, so many times I've seen with students through my, my teaching career, uh, it, it is where students become very, very confused, uh, and they'll say, for example, uh, I, I keep, I keep um, getting information from from loved ones in the spirit world. I, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I want to be a healer. I want, I want, I yeah. want, I want. Yeah. And I say to them, but what is it the spirit world wants of you? If you wish to be of service, then give yourself over to 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 the spirit world and let them direct in which direction. And I, and I often say to students, what type of medium you become, the spirit world will have some say in that. How far you take your mediumship, that's entirely down to you. Mm. How much you study, how much you de uh, 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 develop and, and study your, your science, which we know as a spiritual science. <laughs> Um, um, but far too often we look at what we want and not necessarily what the spirit world wants mm. of our development. Um, I, I, I see that you have the wonderful Craig uh, Morris uh, on, who's an outstanding medium. And uh, Craig came and visited us. He was in town. His parents lived very close to us, and we were we, we were chatting. Je yeah. Jeanette and I with Craig. We had a we had a, a coffee with him, and. Um, we were talking about, you know, how his path is very much uh, up to date, been very much of a theatre uh, path, where Jeanette and I are very much of a classroom, the teaching yeah. side. And who dictated that? Who dictated that? Maybe the spirit world had a hand in that. Yeah. However, I think it has to fit like a glove. When you do an aspect of, of mediumship, like, for example, let's say healing, does it feel right? Does it resonate with you? Does it inspire you mm. to investigate that science that we know as healing, to move forward? <coughs> Is it, for want of a better word, a calling for you, that particular aspect? Yeah. And you will know, you, you will know, I know I need to be teaching. I know I need to be working in theatres. I know I need to be healed. Because it's no good doing something you don't enjoy. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't enjoy it, you're yeah. not going to put your 
hundred percent in it, are you? Absolutely. I'm a very good carpenter, but I hate it. And then do you know what? Give up carpentry and go do something else. You know, what's the point? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I pick healing and you're doing it and you're thinking, God, I hate this healing. I really wish they hadn't picked healing. You're not going to go anywhere, is it? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Experience it, but don't invest in it. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, there are many, especially in today's society, where people are very educated about spiritual and, and religious matters, that a lot more people are beginning to look at a medium, mystical and spiritual practices such as psychic work, uh, um, mediumship. And, and I would always recommend if you start having some experiences, spiritual experiences, then seek out your local spiritual church yeah. and, and find um, whatever their education system is in that church. Does it resonate with you? Does the teacher of those, of those classes speak your language yeah. i don't mean do they speak english or german uh or danish sorry jack uh, <laughs> but do they speak do they what they say does it resonate with you is it your truth and if so if so then invest in time in being in that circle being in the company of the spirit yeah very true very true but you don't they overtake you no, you absolutely. don't, you don't. Balance, isn't then it? you've got to have that balance it's no good saying Oh, I love this mediumship, you know, like you do. Like we've all done, I presume, we've all done it. Oh, I just want to keep doing it. I just want to keep doing it, keep doing it. And your family life is suffering. I think I think mediumship has to become a very important part of your life. It is something you're going to dedicate yourself to. Mm. Because, again, I think it's a calling. But we need to remember that word, part, part of part your of, life. Yeah. There are other parts of your life, family, uh, friends, socialising, there's bills to be paid. You can't just become one-dimensional and live and breathe and eat mediumship. No. Otherwise, it becomes unbalanced and actually unhealthy. And I don't mean physically unhealthy, but emotionally, mentally, un spiritually unhealthy. Um, you know, with mediumship, I think, and development of mediumship, there is a responsibility not only to touch and reach through your ability other people's spirits, but also to nurture and feed your own spirit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not only about empowering other people's lives, it's about empowering your own life. And I always suggest um, that if you go into mediumship to become a medium, you're probably going into it for the wrong reason. If you're going into mediumship to develop spiritually, and you're probably going into it yeah. for the right reason. Yeah. And aside of that, there may hopefully be an aspect of mediumship that develops within you as you develop yourself. We, we can learn and teach techniques for various uh, forms of mediumship, but we can only show tips and techniques. We can't make you a medium no. and you know people coming and because of the way over the last 30 odd years really uh, our churches and centers have been operating it's become all about the message so people's vision of spiritualism is people who stand on the platform saying i've got your mother here yeah when actually we've got a one of a great wide range of history yeah uh both in cultural and in political areas of involving spiritualists 
we have access to information that can absolutely make sense of some of the can't say that word thank you that's a good word we like rubbish uh that's going on in our world at the moment confusion definitely and i think also with coupled up with that uh is is that there are great changes in our world right now Mm. and and you know we've seen here in england for example i'm 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 not a royalist but i respect the queen and the work that she has done sadly she's passed away and, and, and that will move into a new era, which will bring about a new energy. Um, we have a new prime minister in, 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 uh, overseeing Britain. Uh, we have a new president within the SNU, if you have an SNU leaning. But there's all these changes going on, and changes mean opportunity. Yeah. And, and mediums and developing mediums must grasp the opportunity uh, of experience, not only to be in the, because you see, you, you learn as much about your mediumship and yourself outside of the circle as you do within the circle. You yep. know, and so <coughs> as, these, as this new shape comes about within our lands and, our, and, and, and here in, in England, for example, take the opportunity what change gives you. And as you, as you, uh, digest it, it will impact, hopefully in a positive way, on your mediumship, on your spiritual development there. Um, but if we come back to the practical side, uh, you know, there's always been the the debate amongst mediums. Is mediumship, are you born with mediumship? Is it a gift from birth? Or is it, a, or is it an ability? Mm. And I don't know how you feel about that, but for me, I think it sits somewhere in between the two. There has to be a, a, a seed, a, 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 a potential that lies within us, mm-hmm. which is maybe what people call that gift. But then uh, you can't just put a seed in the ground and expect it to become a beautiful, mighty oak tree without nurturing and feeding yeah. it. And then you have to nurture and feed that, that, that potential that the medium that the sensitive has to develop that this 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 gift this skill this ability into something beautiful that we know as a psychic ability uh, an awareness uh, and and hopefully for some uh, a mediumistical ability mediumship but you have to invest time and effort and 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 time in the company of the spirit time in in the company of like-minded people mm-hmm. uh, to learn from each other, which empowers, feeds and nurtures the spirit that we are. So education, isn't it? Absolutely. You've got, so, to, you've got to be, you've got to educate rather than just presume, oh, I've got this gift, so I don't need to do anything else. You've got to have that education to, um, like it says, to grow that seed so you it grows. Um, and the best way to do that it's sometimes through our churches. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's being open. Because I remember as a young boy, I, I'm very fortunate that I come from a spiritualist family. But I remember as a young boy when I lived in London, at the age of about nine or ten, sneaking, literally sneaking through the streets of, of Fulham, which is a borough in, in central London there, with my mother to go to the spiritualist church. 
because we didn't want anybody to see us through fear of ridicule. And I remember as a young boy sitting in that church and stones being thrown, uh, the the fallen spirit of the church, stones being thrown at the windows by by people from different religions outside of spiritualism, uh, trying to put us off being in the church. And uh, as a young boy, not understanding what they were trying to express by smashing the windows and throwing stones. Uh, and it was, it was, there was a, there was a dirty stain about spiritualism back in, back in the sixties and before, you know, or you're, or you're one of those weirdos, aren't you? You know, yeah. it's, uh, but, but we have reason to be proud of who and what we are. And why should we keep hiding away? Because yeah. if you hide away from who and what you are, and I see it when I, when I teach it abroad quite a lot, Lawrence, where Sadly, for some countries, uh, the the open-mindedness in general of the public uh, towards mediumship and spiritualism isn't there like it is in in Britain. And so it's second nature for them to hide. Uh, And sometimes I'll say to students, oh, let's have a photograph. And some students say, oh, no, 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 no. Is this going on uh, some kind of public media? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't want to know any. I don't want anybody knowing that I'm here doing mediumship. I might, yeah. actually, I might actually get sacked from my job. Yeah. yeah. My husband doesn't know I do mediumship. And if you start to deny it to the world, as challenging as I, I, I respect it is for these people, because their society says that's how it should be. But if you'd start to deny that seed, that ability, that natural ability that lies within. If you deny it to the world, you're denying it to yourself. Yeah. And then naturally you will deny it within your relationship with the spirit world, which will affect the beauty and the magic of your mediumship. Very true. We have a question here from Jamie Williamson. Good evening, Jamie. Good evening, Jamie. Jamie is asking, how do you define a professional medium and what continuing education do they require? Well, hi, hi, Jamie. The the um, there are different titles that, that different people put upon different um, areas of mediumship. A local medium. Well, do you know what? Every medium is local to somewhere. Uh, uh, but the way it's perceived, a local medium almost uh, undermines the medium's ability. Well, well. You're local to somewhere. We're local to somewhere, um, and then you'll have a uh, you'll have a working medium. And now, a working medium is somebody who probably does maybe two sittings a week, and maybe two demonstrations a month. One demonstration a month. You'll have what they call a professional medium. That is somebody who who works most days in one form or another. Uh, uh, <coughs> in, some aspect, uh, in line with their mediumship or, or, or spiritualism or spirituality and earn a wage from it. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm a self-employed uh, medium and I, and, I, and I never always have been honest, <laughs> but I certainly am these days. And my, my accounts are very open for anybody to have a look at. And I pay tax to the tax man on what I earn. That is the definition of a... a professional medium and then there is what they call uh and it all seems to have some kind of status 
and it goes back in in, in time, I think. Uh, uh, and it, and then you have what they call an international medium, uh, uh, or uh, another terminology that they will use for that is a travelling medium, uh, uh, and that seems to take on another status. If you are a travelling medium, if you've been invited to travel from one length, uh, one uh, end of Britain to another, or beyond into Europe, uh, as I quite often go, then there must be, not my words, this is how people perceive you, there must be something special about you because we've invited you from, from a distance afar because we've heard of your mediumship. Well, believe me, every medium can have a bad day at the office. And I think, I think, um, I think what is important here uh, is, is when you're up on that platform, no matter how that chairperson announces you, oh, we're very lucky we've got international mediums, it means nothing if you're not in the company of the spirit. Mm. It means nothing if you're not humble enough to allow the, the spirit world and those communicators who wish to communicate on that said evening to direct your mediumship in a way that they see fit. Uh, the second part of your question, Jamie, was how do we continue uh, developing? Uh, Lawrence very kindly has mentioned about uh, a one-day workshop that we've just done in his lovely church. And it is a lovely church. It truly yes. is. And uh, we had a small group, uh, uh, but, but an advanced group. Uh, it was an advanced uh, group for, for the spoken word uh, within trance. And Jeanette and I gave them some very challenging exercises. I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want to embarrass him. Uh, there, is, there is, without a doubt, somebody who is a working medium who has the ability, not the potential, he has the ability to be a professional medium, uh, but he's still humble enough to go to the old workshop uh, because he recognises that it is important to every now and then, not in the act of mediumship, but, but in the act of just the development, just being in the company of the spirit world. And I know I've already mentioned that a lot, but, but your development is ongoing. Uh, and it will go uh, be ongoing beyond this physical existence that we have. And just because you have a title, local medium, working medium, professional medium, international medium, does not mean you have arrived at some destination where you don't need to continue. I, 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 I plead with all of you, please, no matter what your name is, who you are, please continue with your development. Because I tell you, it will go rusty if you don't. Not saying you'll lose it, but it will go rusty. Uh, you know, you let a tool fall to the bottom of a toolbox and you stop using it, it will go rusty. So it's your responsibility uh, to, to keep moving forward with that relationship uh, that you have with the spirit world. And I tell you, every time you're in the company of the spirit, you will have an experience or an understanding that does move you forward. I hope that's answered your question. 
Sort of all correct? I can say is you've got to remember that all these different titles that we put on our mediums, you've working medium, local medium, professional medium, international medium, our own personal life can change at any time where the position that we are can also change. Mm -hmm. If I'm a professional working <coughs> international medium flying all around the world and suddenly my husband's sick, go on, be sick. Thank you, sick. I've got to stop. Well, I've just cooked him dinner. It'll probably kick <laughs> off in about an hour. <laughs> I've got to stop. So I may go back to being a local medium. It doesn't make me the, the fact that it doesn't say I've got worse in my mediumship. It just says my personal circumstances may have changed. Mm -hmm. I, I remember years ago, you know, uh, a friend of mine, we've actually spoke about her yesterday when we were talking about a particular gentleman. Oh, yeah. Gentleman. Yeah, a uh, lovely medium, and I was visiting her, and uh, she said, um, uh, "Tim, one of my students has uh, contacted me, uh, asking you your opinion on something. She doesn't want my opinion because I'm her teacher. You know, she knows exactly what I'm going to say. There's two people advertised in the local newspaper here uh, doing sittings. Which one should she take?" Now, you have to remember, this is quite a few years ago. Mm -hmm. One is £3, and the other is, uh, a with a professional medium, £25 with laser lights. I said, laser lights? Yes, laser you get a laser light show whilst you're getting a sitting. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I don't know which one I'm going for. <laughs> and I said to the lady... I'll go for the lasers. I said Here to the lady, them. do you know what? Go, go to the lady who's £3. If it's no good, do you know what? You spent a little bit of time in the company of the spirit and it's cost you three pounds. She back the next day and said it was an amazing city. Yeah. Amazing city. And there were no laser lights. Oh, well. <laughs> Just because you have a title doesn't mean you're something more special exactly. than someone else. Totally agree. Every medium, it, 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 the spirit world do not look at you more favorably because you wear some certain badge or a certain title. They love and respect all the mediums. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. yeah. So many. You used the phrase earlier on, um, and I need to go back to that. Can I just ask a question before we go any further? Well, you is are this, the guest, this, so you can do, yeah, do what Russian? you like. Sorry? Is this Russian? No, it came <laughs> out quite slowly. <laughs> no, it's going slow. Jeanette's on the red wine. He's on, on the pure vodka. Wine. I've got to keep a sober head because I've got to see him off the cheap. bed in a minute. <laughs> Use a phrase, uh, the phenomena of spirit. Now, I, I, I get passionate. Uh, me too. And you use that phrase, and you applied it to evidential mediumship. Now, that's something I've been working on here at Paul in the church and the preamble to a service and say, do you know what? Each and every message is a miracle. Absolutely. Yeah. At 100%. You know, it's not... Absolutely. No offence to people. It's not for you to sit there and go, oh, yeah, this one's a bit boring or he's not entertaining enough or... What, you know, sorry, if you're coming in with that intent, please don't come to Paul because you, you won't, it's not the church for you. Simple as that, and I stand by that. Each and every communication is a miracle. Absolutely. Special. And I think we... We, and this is our congregations and also our demonstrators, probably need a little refresher on that. Yeah, yeah. 
to realize, you know, when you uh, stand up at there as a demonstrator, you are that voice of the voiceless. You are bringing through healing for both sides of life. You are bringing through that confirmation that our life is continual. It's not a process that's happened to Aunt Maud or my mum or my dad because I'm part of that continuity. Absolutely. And what does it mean to me? And I think we need to actually bring back that, I will say the word reverence for it. I will say the word reverence and the understanding, you know, of what the implications are of a communication that is carried out adeptly with sincerity and with the full uh, contact of the spirit world. I think we have to remember, and I've got to try and remember it, but I think we have to try and remember the words of Andrew Jackson Davis uh, on the night that officially the Box Sisters phenomena started, uh, 31st of March, 1848. Uh, I think it's something like 300 miles away, a gentleman mm. called Andrew Jackson Davis, who is perceived as the, the, the grandfather of spiritualism. Uh, woke up and wrote in his diary something like the following. And I know I'm going to get the wording wrong, so please don't write in and say, you're wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm only doing it from memory. Go on, write it in. Uh, <laughs> about dawn this morning, a warm and strong breath came about my face. And I heard the words saying softly, brother, a living demonstration has begun. Behold, a living demonstration has begun. Yes. I don't believe for one minute the spirit world, in all their intelligence, was just speaking about the, the Fox sisters in that moment. Yeah. I believe they were talking about every medium and every spiritualist that, 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 that proves the continuity of life, in whatever expression of mediumship that may be, that feeds their own spirit. There's your demonstration. Yeah. There's your demonstration of life itself, which is a miracle. It was that life miracle. spark Absolutely. for mediumship in all its forms. Absolutely. Because uh, so, so quickly in America and then uh, coming to the UK and in the area where you come from was the introduction of spiritualism into the UK, the first spiritualism. Uh, a little, little bit further up than us. Yeah. Was it? A little bit further was, up, a little bit um, more north than us. You're north of Watford, I don't we know. Are. All right, yeah. there's north of Watford and then there's Scotland in my geography. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying think, I'm trying to think of the gentleman's name. It's, uh, is it David Richmond or something like that? David Richmond. Yeah, who, who visited America was introduced to spiritualism, then brought it back to mm. his 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 village. And, and forgive me, I'm not going to remember the name of the village, but but it was very much uh, a religious village, and I can't remember the religion either. Uh, forgive me for being so vague, but he right. basically politely asked to get out of the village. Yeah. And he simply went to the next village, and I think he was working in something like a, a factory, and uh, the factory owners allowed him to open a spiritualist church. In an old room at the back of the factory, there was it something like Keeley. Keeley, yeah, Keeley, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I believe there was a spiritualist church still there in that yep. town. Not North Yorkshire. I think it is North a little North bit further up than us. Was it? But, but I, I, yeah. I understand where it's longer than the bus ride. Right. Ten miles up the road from <laughs> bigger than the bus ride. <laughs> but but, it, but it's that dedication 
you know, we read we read about these people who are pioneers, aren't? But there are still pioneers. Today. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. And, and forgive me if I'm embarrassing you, but when we went into lockdown, you were definitely one of the pioneers of Zoom. Definitely. There were people who were who were who were felt left out in the wilderness with this religion and their churches, their place of worship were closed. And you gave them a place of worship. Now, I know there were many other people who did it, but you were certainly more active than most. And, and you know, being a pioneer uh, doesn't mean you're some someone from the Victorian yeah. era. We had modern pioneers. Look at Jack, who's joined us today. The work that he's doing in Denmark, yeah. you know, uh, and, it's, and it's not a quick fix job that he's doing. It's, it's going to take time and it's going to, he's, he's got to win over governments and, and people and, and raise money for, for churches and centres. And he, but he's slowly, slowly doing it. He's a pioneer in, in Denmark. We still need people who are passionate and, and willing to stand up to the plate for their belief and their reality. Very true. Definitely. Very. I'd often said from the platform when we're talking from the inspiration through the address, I should never underestimate your own power mm. because never forget every great civilization, every great religion, every great uh, economy all started with one person. Mm. Be that person. It doesn't have to be, if you're thinking of a church, it doesn't have to be the president. It could be the little old lady making tea in the kitchen. Yeah. She's still a pioneer. She could do any she could just walk out of there and have an epiphany. You know, all of a sudden she wants to win the millionaires and she's going to open her own centre. What's her name? Jeunesse. Oh, hello. <laughs> but actually, there are, but actually there are look, it's not governments that change the world. Yeah. No, it's and, not. You know, my, my man in yeah. the spirit world has told me this time and time, it's not governments that change the world. It's not armies that change the world. It's individuals. Yeah. Uh, and, and some of those individuals are little old ladies. Yeah. The Queen of England, who's just passed away. Yeah, God bless she, her. She's, 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 she's changed this, this country. Mother Teresa. And if we go on to men, Jesus of Nazareth, Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King. There are, there are many, many individuals who, through their efforts, people are living in freedom, allowed to express and worship in a way that they want and their lives are improved because somebody made an effort. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that brings us actually very nicely to tie up with something because we limit ourselves. Now, bringing this back to the past to progress in our evidential mediumship uh, is the most common and ties in nicely with Jamie's question there about mm -hmm. further development. I, I see... Uh, not all, but a vast majority of um, our platform working mediums will get to that point and go, well, okay, I'm, I just carry on working now, um, so I'm not going to sit in circle. And we all know, no offence anybody, if your development is 90 minutes a week sat in a circle, you're not doing enough. You're not, you're not absolutely. You're seriously not doing enough. Absolutely. 90% of your development will happen outside of the circle the circle exists to bring together it's like you're going out there harvesting 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 information understanding knowledge 
and in the circle environment, you can then use that harvest. Where's this all this coming from? And, no and, and, oh, they, and, that can, and that can very much be done at home in your own space. Yeah. Indeed. For example, meditation and the different facets of meditation, uh, relaxation, visualization, sitting in the power, contemplation, uh, and, and meditation. Uh, we're not going to go into what those different ones are right now. It's not what this this podcast is about. But 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 you know, I hear a lot of people outside of England saying, "Oh, you're so lucky in England. You have a you have a circle and a church on every corner." Uh, and, and I and I try to explain to them, "No, actually, we're the unfortunate ones. You're the lucky ones." Mm -hmm. so how do you work that out? And I, and I explain because we have access to churches and circles. Don't mean they're all good. Yeah. Uh, however, because you haven't got access to churches and circles, you are forced to go to the spirit world and be taught. As opposed to someone like Jeanette and I, who are limited with our ability and our knowledge. We have, there are we have limitations like anybody does. There are no limitations in the spirit world. And if you live up a mountain, a remote mountain in in, in the outbacks of of Australia or or, or Italy. And you can't get to a church you have no choice but to go to the spirit world the best source of teaching you'll ever get very true very true yeah. um <clears throat> we were talking about it came as quite a revelation when we went online and started talking to people from across europe it was quite the revelation that our the uk form of spiritualism isn't in europe Mm -hmm. They don't have the churches, don't have the centres, and in fact, in many countries, it's still very much hush-hush uh, on the meetings. Yeah. Uh, and I remember talking one night, and something quite interesting came forward, and I said, you know what, I'm quite envious of the European side, because where this momentum is starting to build, you can look to the UK churches and centres and pick what you feel is right mm. yeah. uh, to bring your churches and centres forward in yeah. the movement. Absolutely. Don't copy. Don't yeah. copy us because we will all hold our hands up. We have issues. Yeah, in they places. can cherry pick, can't they? Exactly. They can go, do you know what? I like, I like that. that. That really Don't works. Like that. Yeah. Do you know what? It's not for me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I'm very fortunate, uh, Lawrence, I do get to travel to these countries in the name of mediumship and, and spiritualism and uh jack will tell you denmark has one spiritualist church it has several what they call free free churches where any religion can go there and worship book it and worship mm -hmm. have their have their their meetings uh, but there was one spiritualist church and uh germany there was one spiritualist church um, I'm just trying to think of different countries here. There were lots of centres, individual, yeah. uh, privately ran centres. Little centres, yeah. but, but, but there are still a few people out there who want to go to church to worship through their chosen religion, which is spiritualism. And uh, uh, so uh, Norway, Norway, there was one recognised uh, official spiritualist church in Norway. Uh, you know, we are so lucky here. Yeah. We are so lucky here. Uh, and I fear sometimes that we're... And I've noticed that it used to be maybe 10, 15 years ago that the gap 
of ability, knowledge, uh, and understanding of the mechanics of mediumship from England to other countries outside of England was vast. That is very quickly closing. Yeah. Because people have, uh, uh, like Jack, and rightfully so, have cherry-picked what he likes and what he doesn't like for his people, his students, and, and why not? Uh, and, and I think Europe as a whole, with their spiritualism and, and, and mystical practices, are moving at a more smoother, can I say, rate yeah. than what I think the people of England are. Yeah. And maybe we've we become too complacent because we've become too used to what we've got. I, I, I agree. Um, you know, Paul, uh, and thank you for the kind words. It is appreciated. But well, it's, it's, it's absolutely pants at taking compliments. Stop it. Um, <laughs> you know, and it brings it in nicely as well. I get, I love it when it goes to this about you know realizing the divinity within our work the joy within working with the spirit no matter what the arena is yeah. you know when you have that evidential demonstration and you feel yeah. not only the person receiving that message the whole atmosphere and this is what you describe as the phenomena of uh mediumship yeah. evidential but, but, but you were talking before we went on air you were talking about something you you were considering introducing into your church not announcing what medium was going to demonstrate yeah and quite often as part of an address i will ask the congregation why are you here why are you i remember again as a 10 year old boy sitting in in my mother's kitchen going through the list that the church would give you for every i think it was something like every four months they'd give you uh the next four months worth of mediums so i'm going Oh, we're not going next week. Oh, look who's on. We're not going to yeah. see them. That's oh, the problem. Oh, that medium's on next week. Let's come and see them. Yeah. And and it's a case of uh, the church becomes full because there's a particular medium on. Well, what particular God is on this week, I wonder? Yeah. There is only one. Hey, well, Why don't you go to be in the company of God instead of in the company of a particular medium? I find that actually helps. If, you, if you're going to develop your mediumship, I found by... I used to attend church a lot then, and I used to love listening to the medium and the philosophy, and even the prayers I used to love listening to. And I actually found that helped my mediumship. It helped me develop my spirit. Absolutely. Which helped me with my yeah, mediumship. Absolutely. It will, a, a fantastic address will move something in your definitely. spirit. Definitely. Most definitely. I know some of our good people who have joined us may remember the wonderful Jean Bassett, Minister Jean Bassett of the SNU. What an outstanding speaker she was, outstanding yeah. teacher and medium, but what an outstanding t uh, a philosopher she was yeah. and speaker uh, for, on behalf of spirit. And and I would love to go, and, I love used to love going and watching her and her addresses would just move you. And, you, and you'd go out of the church saying, I, I, I want to eat more of this. Yeah. And you wouldn't even listen to the mediumship. Um, thankfully, we have got in our movement equally as good uh, up and comings or really already there with their philosophy. The thing I do here at Paul is I don't do the old church routine, which we used to do before COVID. We were no angels. Ten minutes of the philosophy because I've only come for the message. Yeah, absolutely. I say the service is now long. It's yours. Go for it. Mm. See what happens. And we've had a mate. 
bless his heart, uh, David Jackson. I'm sure a lot of people were familiar with Paul and Bournemouth areas. Astounding addresses. Lenny Tan. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah well, there are some wonderful. My ears were melting after Absolutely. him. I was like, wow. It was Eric Catton, wasn't it? Eric Catton. Eric Catton was a marvel. He used to talk. He used to do his, his philosophy, and he just just to sit there and he used to do his philosophy, and the whole room would be filled with the presence of spirit. Yep, the uh, whole room. And I think we. And that is the phenomenon. Absolutely, I was going to say. I think we forget that that somebody standing up and saying a prayer. And allowing themselves to be moved and inspired by spirit. Somebody standing up and saying an address and allowing themselves to be moved and inspired by spirit. That is mediumship. Yeah. That is yeah. phenomena yeah. On the, expressed by the spirit world through someone's ability to say a prayer, to give an address. And, you know, you go to your, your average church, I don't know, 40 people in the congregation. Maybe six of those are going to get, seven of those, depending on what kind of evening it is, are going to get a message. So maybe as many as 35 people are not going to get a message, yeah. but they can be moved by the prayers and the philosophy. Yeah. I think that's the problem sometimes with our <coughs> development circles. The development circle concentrates on how to give a message. Yeah. I'll teach you all these how to get evidence and all these exercises, and then they forget the prayer, mm. they forget the philosophy, and they forget the presentation. Yeah, yeah. I think it's demand and... Uh, it's a bit of everything. Absolutely. absolutely. It should be a bit of everything, mm. and it helps you develop you, and it helps that then develop your mediumship. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Lovely Amory Bond. Hello, sweetie. I've not been avoiding you of late with your wonderful programs. It's just that you keep putting them on when I'm busy, or I, love I just love seem her. to be busy all the time. But anyway, she is commenting here, agreed. More open discussions like this is a great way forward. You really picked up something close to my heart. These talks started because I had nothing to do. Um, and if I had nothing to do, I'd probably have ended up on the roof throwing tiles at people. <laughs> and I discovered, number one, the way they meshed together, I was noticing the speakers that we were getting in, the topics, the way the conversation flowed. I thought... This actually is the presence of spirit. Yeah. This is actually going on. Spirit is engineering this. You know, I would come down and send a message to somebody saying, we'd like to give us a talk. Yeah, we'd love to. What are we going to talk about? No idea, really. Just talk. But this evening just unfolded. Yeah. And yeah. it was awesome. And they continue to be yeah. absolutely awesome. I think, I think, forgive me for bringing it straight back down to the to earth, but... Talk is cheap. Hmm. And what, what we can hear today from our people in, in, the, in this meeting now, from our people who have joined us and from each and every one of the three of us here, is the passion we have for spirit and our work. Yeah. But if we sit here and talk about it and then switch this off, this off and, and forget all about this and don't go and do anything about it, then it has very little value. Yeah. We, you know, we've had two people recently vying to become uh, the Prime Minister of England and both of them promising us the world and one of them has now got in, well, now she has to deliver. Yeah. You know, if we sit here and say how passionate we are about our work and don't go away and deliver, then our mediumship has no value because our mediumship is for the world to see. 
it's, it's for people who are broken to become healed. It's for people who are lost and confused to be found and given direction. Uh, and that's what we have to do once we switch this off. Yeah. Uh, and that's what these good people have to do. We have to march forward. It, and it doesn't matter. For God's sake, get over this. I'm a spiritual, I'm a, I'm a Christian spiritualist. I'm an SNU spiritualist. I'm a New World spiritualist. I'm SAGB. For God's sake, get over that. We are spiritualists. <coughs> all children of God who have an ability to express the word of God through the spirit world. And let's get out there and do it. Instead of bickering between ourselves, let's get out there and do it. Exactly. Same light for a different window. It's not, it's a yeah. it's not a competition. But we have a question here from Sue Townsend. Hello, darling. Have you ever experienced a crisis in trust, faith, or in spirit? Trust, faith, or in spirit? Yeah. As in trust in the spirit world? Um, yeah. Um, suddenly... Uh, I've, I've been following this path, and suddenly, a my physical life has just turned into a, just a mi exactly. mixer of manure, yeah. and I don't feel spirit around me. I feel like I'm cast adrift, uh, and I really don't know what's going on. And have I been deluding myself? Uh, so I can answer that if, if you like. Okay. What Lawrence is of the trust? Yeah. Well, that's no. my yeah. interpretation. Yeah. So I. I you know, it's not a, it's not a story I, I, I care to go back to often, uh, but because you've asked the question, I'm somewhat comfortable to do so. I'm not going to go into detail, but it is it is common knowledge uh, that I made a mistake. Ooh, nine eight nine years ago, ten years ago, and man. paid paid um, paid the price of that, and in a very severe way, got my wrists slapped. And in that moment, and I don't mean moment as in second, in that maybe four weeks, I lost sight. Not the spirit world lost sight of me. Mm. I lost sight of the spirit world because of my confusion, if you like, my fog, my, my, my stress, what was going on in my mind. Uh, um, on a conscious level, I never gave up on 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 the spirit world. On a medium, excuse me, on a mediumistical level, I lost sight of the spirit world because of a situation I created in my life, uh, and it caused me and my family a lot of problems. Um, uh, uh, I just have to say uh, on that, uh, Anne Marie, I have received the letter. And it is positive. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, something we were speaking about only the other week. Um, however, let me tell you, and I'll try and make it as short as I can. When you do surrender to the spirit world, how much they are there for you. So in the same period of time of my life, all this stress is going on. And it went, over, went on over a long period of time. And I flew out to Switzerland to do a weekend seminar. And one particular school I go to, is, is on the banks of a beautiful lake, typical Swiss lake, Neuch Swiss uh, Lake Neuchâtel. Behind me are Swiss uh, snow-capped mountains, typical Swiss view. And uh, I get up one morning full of stress, and uh, 
I walk out by the lake and I'm thinking, I just need to meditate. I need to feel the love of spirit because I'm about to, to collapse here. My life is collapsing. I'm about to collapse. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I bordered suicidal thoughts. Yeah. And so I put my head, but I, I sat on, on something that you can only describe between a bench and a, and a table. It was kind of a mixture between the two. And I sat on this bench probably about six o'clock in the morning, looking out over this lake. And I put my headphones on, and I love Eastern uh, Asian meditational music and selected my music and just went into a meditation. I'm now in the meditation, and I find myself on a peak of a mountain. Uh, and as I look over to another peak of a mountain, the, 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 the clouds are beneath me. And as I look to my left, there's another peak, and there are uh, five swamis, if you know what a swami is, an Eastern guru. And they pull out of their robes, these kind of saffron robes, very basic old instruments, and start playing music. And I, I can feel the energy of this music. And it's like love wafting up. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And as I look to the right, there are some of my guides on another peak. And I'm saying, come over here, it's fantastic. Come on. They said, no, no. You need to experience this yourself too. Oh, okay. And, and I sit there for about 30 minutes and this, this energy of music, which I can only describe as love, I'm just bathing in it, just my being. If you like, sitting in the power on the top of this mountain peak within the format of this meditation. 30 minutes pass. Uh, I feel fine, ready to go and teach the students. I switch the music off, open my eyes. You know, I'm, I'm now back in the conscious, now back in the beta state, for those of you who know your alter state of consciousness. I stand up off of this table and I turn around and there are five swamis walking towards me. Uh, hang on a minute, I just double, no, I'm not in the meditation anymore. And they are walking to, and they're busy. I'm not seeing them yeah. clairvoyantly, they are physical people. And, and when somebody walks towards you, you know they're walking towards you. They are walking towards me. What on earth is going on here? And they and they walk towards me, and one of them says in, in broken English, remember we're in we're in Switzerland, in the French part speaking part of Switzerland. Why he spoke to me in English, God only knows. But he said to me, Do you mind if we play you some music? I said, What? He said, Do you mind if we play you some music? And I by all means, what earth going on here? Yeah, by all means. And I said, and if you've studied with Swami, Swamis, as I, I have for quite a while, back in, in the part of my development, you, you, out of respect to them, you sit lower than them because they are the teacher. So I said, you sit on this table bench and I'll sit on the floor. And they said, no, 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 you sit on the table. We'll sit on the floor. I said, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. And they pulled out ba these basic instruments, the same <laughs> that was in the meditation, ladies and gentlemen. And started playing music to, and I just laid on this bench for another thirty minutes. And again, similar kind of music, and, the, and this time it was more of a healing energy that came about me. The, the love of spirit knows no boundaries for us, so why should we limit our our love for them? Uh, I don't normally tell that story as when does a, a meditation start and when does a meditation finish because that one certainly didn't finish when I turned the music off and opened my eyes. And I said afterwards to the one who, broke, uh, who spoke broken English, why did you come to me to play music? And he said, 
I don't know if your spirit called to ours or if ours called to you. And I said, doesn't matter. That explanation will be fine for me. Right. Uh, uh, that physical interaction with those swamis that came immediately after or as part of that meditation, I truly believe to this day, was was uh, uh, brought about by the love of the spirit. We still love you, Tim. <coughs> Walks and all. Uh, and so, you know, we quite often say, I trust the spirit world 100%. I don't trust myself. Well, mm. you know what? If you trust the spirit world 100%, don't have any doubts. Don't have any crisis because they will be there. And I promise you, if you knew my story, it was a very severe crisis. But the spirit world never, ever stepped away from me. I stepped away from them through confusion for about yeah. a month. They never stepped away from me. This is all about trust, though, isn't it? You know, um, Don't say that word. Trust. Stop I think it. That is a beautiful <laughs> word in yourself no, when it comes to the world of spirit. <laughs> because um, I always see it as um, we have to trust them. Um, do they trust us? Do they trust that with sincerity, with our heart, want to do or be that spiritual person? I think maybe they would have decided that before they came and blended with us. Yeah, very yeah. First I think they know that. They would have said, I want this woman to be my representation. I want this woman to be my mediator. And I trust in who she is and what she is and the spirit that she is. Mm. So if they trust us that much... Why are we doubting that word trust? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why is it sometimes to say, to, especially if you're doing trance, what is that word? Acceptance and surrender yeah. and trust the spirit world. Yeah. We always say it when it comes to teaching trance. So we're actually repeating that word to students all the time. I think we have the right to. I think we have the right to. <laughs> I think we have the right to. Um, doubt ourselves and be insecure ourselves because yeah. we are human beings and that's part of the makeup of who human beings are. We don't have the right, and I mean that out of the greatest respect to everybody, we don't have the right to doubt the spirit world. Just tell me once when they've let you down and you can't. It's something I always say when I'm because I'm more of a developing working medium and when I work on the platform I always say, and I said this to, a few, I said this to someone this weekend actually, um, I know the spirit world will never let us down. So why do we sometimes let them down? Mm -hmm. Why should we let them down? So therefore, if they'll never let us down, I'm never going to let you down. And they'll always find I have a comfortable demonstration. Yeah. So, so to answer our friend's question, of course there are moments of insecurity and doubts and things like that. Not with the spirit world, mm. but with ourselves. I, I feel quite safe in saying that. And again, there are so many uh, working mediums in the room again tonight. Welcome, welcome, all of you, everybody, no matter what your status. Uh, I think the vast majority of people who are deeply engaged with their communication with the spirit world do have various crisis points. Uh, I remember a lot of language went up. Don't you ever come near me again. That's it. You know, all your teeth and trousers going on. Um, 
something interesting, and you touched on that, you resonated with something you said. When you said about your guides were stood on another mountain peak, when I went through one particular crisis of, that's it, forget it, forget it, I'm going to become a Catholic, I don't care about this, load of I'm rubbish. I know that did that. Absolutely, load of rubbish. Afterwards, when the dust was settled and my emotions had calmed down and I could start to commune again, I went, where were you? Where were you when I was going through that? And they went, that was your lesson to learn. Mm. And do you know what? It made perfect sense. Yeah. I had to make my way out of a situation that I had created. But I felt cut off from them because they just sort of went, this this actually is your moment. Yeah. Footsteps in the sand. Yeah, yeah. footsteps. It's beautiful. Yeah. Whoever wrote that was the most beautiful, and especially when I hear Leo and Louis singing, well, I'll just go all woozy. Where were you? We were carrying you. We were carrying you. All right, that's going to be tomorrow's hymn now. <laughs> Absolutely love it. My favourite hymn, so you're all right, you can sing it. Wonderful. Do we have any other questions? Uh, anybody else for a question out there? Sue Townsend just saying, thank you for sharing awesome experience, love of spirit, so humbling and ultimately empowering. Absolutely. That, that is a good phrase, empowering. Absolutely. And as I say, at Paul here, we're very much adopting the threes, as I call it. And that's education, engagement, and empowerment. Because mm. they are the most powerful tools that we can offer people. Read more, understand more, Google more. Don't just get focus on the phenomena. And focus on the whole experience. And, and be proud of who and what you're Oh, God, oh, yeah. You're a spiritualist. You, you, you're a medium, you're a psychic. Be proud of that. Yeah. They've all dried up on questions. Jeanette. Oh, should we ask them a question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are you going to ask them? Um, surely there's some people out there that at this particular moment are sitting there on this program and they're saying to themselves, I can't ask that question yeah. because it's a stupid question. Well, it's the stupid questions that are actually important. Mm. And you've got to remember, the question that you're going to ask, it's not just helping you. It's helping every single person that watches this podcast, yeah. whether they be a working medium or whether they're not. Because it doesn't hurt us sometimes, like, to <coughs> go back to some of the things that we did right at the beginning, that learning process. It doesn't hurt us at all, does it? You know, we do want you to ask questions. But I have to share an experience with you that, um, again, I was very fortunate that, that Glyn was one of my mentors. And I, I remember going to Glyn one day and saying, I'm a bit confused about something, Glyn, and, and I want to ask you this question. And he went, stop. Do you trust the spirit world? I said, 100%. He said, then you don't know I need to ask that question. And it's mm. true. It's true. Yeah. Don't say that all well, these podcasts are never going to work again. <laughs> no, we need, to share our we need your questions. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Williamson, Tim and Jeanette. Good old Jamie. <laughs> Less of the old. Okay, well, you're Jamie. No, right. <laughs> Tim and Jeanette, how can we encourage <laughs> students of mediumship to embrace the importance of philosophy in a culture that seems to only value messages? Mm. I think, I don't know if you agree. But first and foremost, it needs to be brought back into our circles. Yeah. 
instead of just having a circle that's just educating you how to become a medium, you open a circle that covers all aspects of becoming a medium. I know when I first came on the platform, I just worked on mediumship, mediumship, mediumship. And my God, did I feel it when I felt I, had, I was ready for the platform and I had to do my first philosophy. And I hadn't had enough training. Mm. I had not had enough training. And my philosophy lasted about five minutes. And it was only through study, through reading books. I read a lot of books. I researched things. I spoke to people uh, and knowledge, you know, that I actually found that that philosophy was starting to be interesting. So I started to use it. But I do believe, and if you do, Dim, we need to bring it back into our educational circles. Dim. Tim. <laughs> Dim. Where are you? I love the question, Jamie. Uh, is this Jamie who joined us today? It is. Yeah. yeah, and it was lovely to see, again, somebody that we built a relationship on through Zoom. And today we got to meet him in person. This was beautiful. Time, was lovely, lovely man. I don't think it's the students that we have to be encouraging. I think it's the teachers we have to be encouraging. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if you go into a class and then you respect the structure of that class and what the teacher, if you respect the teacher, what that teacher expresses to you becomes, as a student, your truth. And if, as a natural part of that educational structure is things like prayer and philosophy, then you will naturally engage with it. But if it isn't the normal part of the educational structure, and then you don't. You know, I talked to, I talked to, um, when I was a teacher at the Arthur Finley College, um, I think we're saying that, uh, um, I, I, I talked to teachers who were students there before I was, and, that, and they would say, well, you would do all class. All classes you would do would be lectures, and maybe one would be a practical uh, group session, and they would all be, you'd sit there all day listening to lectures, yeah, because that was the norm. So it has to become the norm to study prayer, to study philosophy as part of your mediumistical development. But the only people who can introduce that and inject that into the class and make it, excuse me, make it the norm are the teachers Correct. so i don't think it's the students that have to be encouraged i think it's the teachers that have to be encouraged to part make it part of their educational program but you don't remember some of these teachers have only just come out of a development circle well but, but then how do they how do they so they need that development in that circle to know that when they teach they're going to teach exactly the same way and we have to start that somewhere yeah. We have to start it. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, it does start with the educators, wherever they are. This is not a pop at anybody or any organisation. As I've said for too long now, in my opinion, uh, the majority of churches and centres literally look at people coming in the door going, medium, medium, healer, medium, medium, yeah. healer, 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 medium, medium. Where's the philosophy? Absolutely. Straight in. Right. Here's how you connect with spirit. You know, is this you or is this me? And it's straight in on that level. And as and, I say, we've got to have the history. And, and I promise you, people, if you step into that energy, it will work for you. And we, we have with us this evening uh, Anne-Marie Bond. Yep. 
who, and I've had the pleasure, I think maybe three times now, of being the resident medium uh, on her, on her, um, I was going to say show, that's terrible, on her program. Program, that would be a better, <laughs> better wording. There is no mediumship as in evidential messages. There is mediumship through philosophy. And it's not only the visiting medium who does that. She will get very much involved, people who are inspired in the congregation, if you like. And it so, so works. I love working in her program. Yeah, they are. They're so, beautiful. So works. Uh, Simon James, I know, who runs a church in, in uh, with his partner there, Brian, in Canada. Yeah. Um, the, fo the focus is on the philosophy and not on the evidential mediumship. Yeah. And again, you know, from talking to him, it works. It works. Give it a chance, folks. Those of you who are teachers, you know, inspire your students to to allow that to be, to prayer and philosophy, to be part of their mediumship. And do what I do in my circle. If I tell them it's philosophy, half of them are frightened to death of it. It's not that they don't want to do it. They're frightened of it. Of the so what do they do next week when they know it's philosophy? They don't turn up. Mm. So now I don't tell them when it's philosophy. Mm. So when they turn up, it's philosophy. And they actually love it. They enjoy it. Because it's finding new ways of delivering that philosophy, teaching that philosophy, not just sit there and give me 15 minutes of philosophy. It's sit there and find techniques how to get that philosophy. Different techniques, how to teach a student how to get that philosophy. I think I think the the, the word philosophy fear scares people. It's a fear of God of people. And, and they think it, you have to be very educated. And some uh, Greek philosopher mm. uh, or have studied some Greek philosopher uh, <coughs> to be able to be good, good and compliment at, at presenting philosophy. But the definition of philosophy is your truth, your outlook on life. And if it's your truth, then it has to be expressed through you in your way. Um, express your truth, and your truth is, is the philosophy. Um, of course, as a medium, we, we, we has to have a, that spiritual leaning. Um, and we have to remember, uh, you know, the, the, the law uh, from Lord Tolson. Tolson. In 2013, I think. Yeah, 2013. Uh, the new, the new uh, guidelines for churches uh, is that it has to be a, a learning when when you when you come together in worship, it has to also be a learning experience for the congregation. That can be very much achieved through philosophy. Yeah, very much. Well, we broke the mould a bit here um, when we reopened. I was looking at the structure and the format of our services and where we have the diversity now in the services with our family gatherings, which no evidential medium is at. It is purely about the community. Our healing hours, the name is very explanatory. Uh, our lyceum services, which I particularly love, uh, where instead of the philosophy, you will have some of the history. Yeah. But after those services, I said every other service will be a divine style service. So they will therefore contain an address. I do not want to go out. Of, if you do it at your church, absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. You know, we can agree to disagree and still talk to each other. 
Um, the format of, and it's usually like the midweek service is going to be just the dem. Well, as a working medium myself, I found now a just a dem. Actually, I'm not enjoying it. Absolutely. It same. sounds awful, but same I don't mark, enjoy mark. it. Yeah, yeah. I do not enjoy standing up there and suddenly having to produce the goods for mm. 60, 70 minutes because I don't feel any fulfillment out there. You know, we are in a new world. We are in a world that we are fearful of. We are in a world that we are keeping us awake all the night. We don't know what's going on. It's changing. Every time we find a foothold, it crumbles. And one of the ways, spirit love us. They come to us because they love us. And one of the ways they can express that love is by giving you tools and inspiration that when you walk out of your church or center door, you feel a little bit better about the world. Yeah. You yeah. feel that little bit, you know, churches and centers, um, a medium the other night, who was it? Bill, Bill Rich, we were talking online. And he said about offering the hope. And I thought, good word. You know, we are giving uh, that experience where through the philosophy, when it's well-delivered and well-maintained, well-honed and well-communicated, gives hope. You know, and what better? You know, we give healing, we give love, we give inclusivity, give hope as well. You know, having messages is beautiful i do not decry the evidential mediumship at all but surely people if you've been going to churches or centers for 5 10 15 years and having messages all the time it's a bit like being in the world's longest running court case you know when are you actually going to get to the verdict and then once you've got to the verdict and gone i accept that life is continual and i am part of that process that's your encouragement. Start taking that next step. You know, I I, I remember Lawrence, the very first exam I did uh, within the structure of the SNU, and I was waiting outside. It was actually at the Arthur Finley College, and I was waiting outside the room to go in uh, to do the exam. And there was a gentleman sat outside, and I said, "Oh, are you doing the exam as well?" And he said, "No, I'm not doing the exam." I said, "Oh, what do you do? Are you a medium?" He said. Yeah, yeah, that and, and a few other things. I said, oh, you're a healer, aren't you? He said, yeah, that and a few other things. I said, oh, what are you, a trance medium? He said, yeah, that and a few other things. I said, what do you do? He said, look, if you had a slice of cake, if you had a cake and it was sliced up into sections, why would you just take one slice when the spirit world is offering you the whole cake? And each section is a different ability. Uh, just be in the company of the spirit and you have access to all of these different uh, phenomena, like prayer, like philosophy, like evidential mediumship. They all have equal value. Uh, and the best person to value them is the recipient, mm. depending on what's going on in their life at that moment. I remember, and I know it's a story I think I relate to you, that again when I was teaching at the college, um, I just finished a class and my students went out I'm just inspired to sit, and I said to I said to my guide, in a in a I, was, I couldn't call it a meditation. I was just sitting in the power, and I said to my guide, just give me something that will elevate my students, 
and their mediumship. And he said, oh, that's very easy. Tell them to stop looking for the wow factor. Tell them to stop looking for the telephone numbers and the full names uh, and addresses in their evidential mediumship. Uh, tell tell the, the healers to stop looking uh, uh, for the results in their healing. Tell, tell, tell the uh, trance mediums to stop looking for the wonderful philosophy and just be in the company of the spirit. Yeah. And when they achieve that, and then the phenomena that they desire and the results and the wow factor that they desire, then it will naturally fall into place. But first, get the company of the spirit. And you have access to all these different expressions of spirit. Well, that's the same lesson, but put in about five different ways in the last 24 hours to me. So thank you. They're yes, I am listening. Oh, yeah. I think they are. Not and I also yeah, think no. that people have <laughs> got to realise, when you, talk, you listen to that word philosophy and you listen to some speakers, they make it so complicated. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be complicated. No, it doesn't. Philosophy Simplicity. is about the way of life. Mm. It's how you can inspire that congregation mm in their life there might be somebody who's grieving and you may say one little sentence yeah. just one sentence will help that person that's true isn't it the the philosophy is the message for everybody yeah absolutely. if they don't get a message it's for everybody and it, that's why it's so important to learn it yeah. Yeah. so important right just need to catch up on the comments here number one tim it's the assembly all right, remember that. Amory's group is the assembly. The assembly. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you, Amory. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's not a show. No, <laughs> no. Uh, over to Denmark. Lovely Jack. Yeah. Jack was on the Chesterfield chat. You are now joined that elite club of the Chesterfield chat. I can feel that he's been here, actually. <laughs> actually, I can feel it in the bed, Jack. <laughs> I knew you'd been in. You stop feeling Jack in the spare room. <laughs> Sort of conversation against him. Yeah, didn't mean know. it that way. Come to Paul Church. We're progressive. <laughs> Behave. Please. The philosophy and prayers uh, is going to be part of the education scheme here, referring oh, to Denmark. Brilliant. And yeah, it's got to be. We've got to produce well-rounded. Uh, you know, as I always say it's like a diamond, and every facet's got yeah. to sparkle. Yeah. Every facet. Amory yeah. Bond from the Assembly. The Assembly. <laughs> the assembly. Yeah. <laughs> My group. <laughs> she, she's a lovely lady. I've got so much respect for her. My group have to recite forwards, backwards, upwards, downwards, and then give their truth on each principle. Brilliant. 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 Yeah, I sat in a circle for a short period of time where we had to learn, learn the principles backwards. Yeah, I couldn't see the point of it, but I certainly learned it got me to learn the principles, that's for sure. Yeah, and if the my experience, my um teacher of the time, who I was mortally terrified of, she was this fearsome Yorkshire lady, uh, and said, I've got to learn philosophy, and that was it. There was no guidance, just go and learn philosophy, and I'm like, Well, okay. So I spent quite a lot of time going through books, going mm. rubbish, really, no, and throwing it, you know, and then suddenly started to fall into think, hold on, philosophy isn't in a book. 
it's, yeah. it's not it's in a book. It's it, the book can inspire you. Yeah, but it's your choice. I can yeah. take this information. Yeah. And then after a while, as my philosophy grew, and it's one of my great passions um, with my wonderful guide, Izzy. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. Puts up with me, so it's got to be good. Um, the things that I'd read and thought rubbish, I just thought, well, actually, now if I accept that, I can't dismiss that. So mm -hmm. there's this continual growth pattern going on there. Yeah. So your philosophy, again, is not, a an end point nothing nothing of the spirit is an end point because we are dealing with a continuity of life yeah so therefore how can anything have an end point our mediumship cannot have an end point our healing and, and actually the philosophy you know is the legal definition of spiritualism yeah it is the, it legal. Is the legal definition tony coswell do you think Silver Birch, Zodiac, and White Eagle, etc., still have a place in modern spiritualism? Personally, she loves reading them. Uh, uh, I don't know Zodiac. Heavy going. Oh, really okay. good. Don't, really good. Know. Silver Birch, I certainly know. And yeah, of course wow. it has. Of course it has a, a, a place because it will it, it, it inspire you. You know, views change, of course, as the world changes. Um, and possibly uh, the philosophy that you're talking about was the philosophy of the time. Mm. And that's fine. But that doesn't mean you can't read it and be inspired for this time. Yeah. You know, quite often we will look back to our pioneers and to different mediums of the past. Everybody, everybody, every medium I know is referring in one form or another to people like Gordon Higginson and Albert Best, Estelle Roberts. Why? They're the mediums of the past, but they, they inspire us. Yeah. So in the same vein, the philosophy of the past will inspire us to, to go and investigate our own philosophy, our own truth, and in, indeed, as we said earlier, our own relationship with the spirit world. Of course it has value, absolutely. Yeah. No, conversation. Yeah. Sorry, dear. No, I agree with you. Please don't get bo The books will never go out of fashion. No. Silver um, Birch will always be there. Yeah. If you come into our house, we, we have a, a bookshelf like yourself. They were all the old, the old all books. All 100 yeah. years we old. the old books as yeah. opposed to the modern ones. It's, and hey, I've written two of them. <laughs> I just thought I'd get that big. There we are. I, I don't like to do it. a cover. <laughs> <laughs> But, I, 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 Tony, I think I know where you're coming from there. Uh, I've been reading Stanton Moses, transcribed in 1876. And, in fact, I quoted from that to you either today or yesterday about when Spirit said, it is not our job to drag people out of their orthodoxies. Mm -hmm. In the sentence that that was talking about, described one thing, but as a thought process... It's just as applicable today. Absolutely. I don't believe you're a medium. Come on, prove it. Yeah. And, and you know that individual has that right to believe. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and equally, the medium has the right to prove it if they so wish to. Yeah. Or Absolutely. say, do you know what? It's not my job to drag you out of your all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that is the value. If you're going from 1876 to 2022 and it's still being quoted. Absolutely. Not a lot of people can say that about their works. 
Marion Frisbee, lovely Marion Frisbee. A gorgeous name. She, she is a delight, absolute delight. Philosophy touches everyone present. I belong to a group that met one Saturday a month for three years. I was asked to work with philosophy, five minutes, then 10, then 15, Absolutely. finally 20 minutes. Just take a word and speak. Yeah. Start, content, turn it up. Sorry. One day I was taken all over the place with the philosophy, my mind thinking, how do I bring this all together? But the words were still being spoken. Then without effort, it was beautifully tied up. I knew then without a doubt it was being inspired by spirit. Yeah. Lovely story, okay. Marion. And as Jeanette said, there's many different exercises that you can do to encourage yeah. students to look at and work with uh, philosophy. Absolutely. I mean, I've talked about of um, knickknacks into my circle, a lipstick, a pen, a piece of paper, uh, any type of item that I found. And I've just sat there and I said, now take, take an item, talk for five minutes on that item. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean this is a lipstick and you put it on your lips. Be inspired by it. Mm -hmm. What do you want to talk about? And you'll find that they're talking suddenly about the mask that we all have. So, and for five, and now every week, one of my mediums in the circle have to do five minutes of philosophy. Yeah. Have to do five yeah. minutes of philosophy. Yeah. And they take it in turns to make sure that everybody has a turn. And it's like a muscle, isn't it? The more you exercise yeah. it, the better it gets. Yeah. There's, there's, there's an exercise where you can do, where you give a student a spiritual word and a mm. funny word. Yeah. And they go from the spiritual word to the funny word. It can backfire. I was working with some German students on a German course over here in England. I don't know how many it was. We had about 20 students come over. And we were doing this exercise. And uh, my colleague said, Tim, we'll give you an example. And uh, so I, said, I asked for a spiritual word. And the word was thankfulness. Wonderful, thankful, yeah, being thankful, I can work with that. And the funny word, and the, and the German chap said in broken English, what is the name of the brush that goes down the toilet? Ah, yes, the shitter brush. <laughs> <laughs> and my colleague said, no, no, you can't ask him to do one on the shitter brush. And I said, no, I can do thankfulness and the shitter brush. What did I say um, about swearing? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bodily function. Oh, yeah, indeed. yeah, we all do it. Um, and I think I just simply went into a philosophy about being thankful to God for inspiring somebody to design the shit of that. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be in a big trouble. I, on my uh, progress, uh, when we started doing the open platforms, I always practiced my philosophy because it was my great passion. Yeah, uh, I just spoke and words came out and I was amazed. And I once did 10 minutes philosophy on a pot of Muller rice because the content is 9% rice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, isn't this like life? Yeah, yeah. You've got a pot of rice pudding and only 9% of it is actually rice. The rest, and it's just, people didn't get it, but I loved it anyway. Any, yeah. item, can, any <laughs> item can inspire you. If you allow yourself. If you allow you to do it. Mm. Because your spirit delivering the philosophy is just as important as being inspired by the world of spirit or from your own mind. 
Well, that, because we're here to learn as well. It may be yeah. the very thing that someone's gone in the church that they need to hear. Yeah, yeah. They need to hear. And I've got your, my grandmother here. She loves you. Maybe the last thing they need to hear. Yeah, yeah. The lovely Myra. How are you, my darling? Philosophy can be a spiritual food for the soul when it is truly touching the heart of the persons. It can give hope, upliftment, inspiration, but it is needed to be delivered in a way that it does so a lived experience combined with the wisdom of the heart, spirit, and soul. Well put, Myra. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. So that's a very important point that you put there, Myra. That, you know, sometimes in today's society of mediumship, no matter what type of mediumship is being expressed there, it touches the consciousness of the client. Uh, um, but very rarely does it touch the soul of the client. And again, if we come back to evidential mediumship, you know, I, I have a, 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 a and I know sadly Jack and I are in the same club. We both have beautiful daughters in the spirit world. Well, don't give me the name of my daughter. It's a fantastic evidence but it will just touch my consciousness. Oh, yeah, that's the name of my daughter. Don't give Jack the, 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 the name of his daughter. It will touch his consciousness. Don't tell me how my daughter died. It will touch my consciousness. Oh, yeah, that's how she died. Don't tell Jack how his daughter died. It will touch his... Give me the company. Give me the presence of my daughter, mm. and it will touch my soul. Give Jack the presence of his daughter, and it will touch his soul. And I'll tell you, when you touch somebody's soul, it changes their energy. It changes their life. It's an, a, a form of healing. And philosophy, just like evidential mediumship, that can do that. It's a form of healing, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Any words within your philosophy can touch a person. It doesn't have to be the whole 20 minutes. It might just be one sentence mm. you say. Mm. Just one sentence that could touch that person. Mm. Very true. Lorna Wright, good evening. Is it our Lorna? I don't know. I'm not familiar with this lady. Would you agree that personal responsibility is one of the principles we should apply to everything we do as mediums? Uh, yeah. we, we, make, we do the mediums. We're in control all the time. So if there's something wrong and they blame the world of spirit, that's wrong. We're in control all the time. If you're sitting in trance and you say something, um, and that you say to somebody, oh, go divorce your husband, he's no good for you. You can't blame the world of spirits. The responsibility has to lay with us. Yeah. It has to lie with us. Well, that's also a legal definition. <coughs> it is a legal definition. The responsibility is with the medium. You can't take the world of spirit to court. But if we also look at it from a moral point of view, I don't believe, um, this is a guy who has a very checkered past, uh, but I'm open about it, but I don't believe that the spirit world want, want uh, not want, I don't believe the spirit world need you to be saintlier than thou. No. You have to move through life and have life's experiences. And some of those experiences are experiences that we will be proud of. Some of those experiences will be experiences that we, we, we are ashamed of. Or, or, or dread that we we, 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 we we went down that road or took that decision. But it's if we can learn from 
those experiences yeah. that make us the better person and and more uh, aware of our actions and how they affect other people that make us the better spiritual all-round person that, that embraces personal responsibility. It's not all about, you know, <coughs> you stole a packet of sweets out of the shop, you must go to prison. Of course that comes into it. But it's also about how you move through life and the effect you have on other people and the effect you have on your own spirit. Um, I think if the spirit world expected us to be saintlier than now, there would be a hell of a lot of mediums that would become redundant, unfortunately. <laughs> um, they, they respect us and accept us for who and what we are, warts and all. Yeah. And we must accept ourselves. That's part of the responsibility, personal responsibility as well, is accepting ourselves. Um, uh, you know, how many people are, are, their lives are ruined because they're riddled with guilt for something they've done uh, and they can't move on from that guilt. Somewhere along the line, you have to accept yourself. Uh, mistakes, uh, successes, whatever experiences you have in life, and hopefully it will make you uh, a better person for having that experience and one that maybe doesn't necessarily go down the wrong road more often because you learn, because you've gone down that wrong road, you learn, hey, I don't need to be going down there and you become the better person. That's also part of personal responsibility. Uh, equally, if we look at it from another point of view, there is, there is um, a responsibility within mediumship to present uh, the mediumship, the philosophy, whatever it may be, uh, in a way that does not insult either the spirit world or your client. You know, mediumship is not only about proving the continuity of life. It's also about giving a client an up, a spiritually uplifting experience whilst in the company of the spirit that, that has an effect, for example, healing. Uh, and the medium has a responsibility. You know, they're very willing to wear the mantle of medium. I am a medium. Well, that comes with the responsibility of the well-being of the spirit world that they're representing and the client that they're giving the message to. Mm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful. Mike, and this is, again, similar to the philosophy vein, that it is a progressive. And on heart, the first time somebody quoted personal responsibility to me, went through my mind, because my mind's odd. I'm clean, I'm dressed, my flies are done up. Personal responsibility. Got that one nailed. Next, bring it on. Today, totally different outlook, view, understanding. Next year, God forbid I'm still here. Again, totally new, different perspective. And that's a very important point that you make there, Lawrence, that every, all, all three of us and all of our lovely people who have joined us, we have to be spiritual enough to accept that our truth will evolve. Yeah. My teacher always said, if I teach you next year what I'm teaching you this year, I haven't evolved at all. My truth hasn't evolved at all. My yeah. philosophy hasn't moved forward. We have to be open to that growth, that spiritual growth. And part of that is the philosophy will change. Yeah. 
uh, our relationship with spirit will change our outlook on life will change uh and that's the beauty of the of the journey of life of course indeed indeed anyway thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for everything that's happened so far and everything that's going to happen thank you for doing tonight it's been oh, so nice to be back live yeah. uh sorry church has been very busy the last through august so we've had a lot of pre-recorded evenings it's just great to get back on the chesterfield and talk in real time with people and feel this energy as well because it is isn't it there's I think it's passionate energy because we're passionate about what we do. Little minx. I'm a minx. We live in a modern world and some of the relationships <coughs> are, are built uh, through media outlet. Uh, and, uh, you know, we built a friendship. Yeah. Uh, you and Jeanette and I. Uh, and it's been a joy to, um, and we've still got a few more days to go yet, but it's been a joy to uh, meet you in person and yeah and hang out on your settee with yeah. you. Yeah, Chesterfield <laughs> Chats. We're gonna get we're gonna get t-shirts done. Chesterfield Chats on the front, the God Squad on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Everybody, thank you. Thank you. Lola, hello darling. Oh, uh so nice seeing so many people in here and I, I just think it's amazing that the uh potential here now with these virtual platforms for our growth our development our understanding uh being able to gather like this in our peer groups is such a unique um opportunity mm -hmm. and they really really do wonders we will be live next saturday uh i haven't got a guest lined up at the moment jack um but if i think of a guests that can come on and talk to us jack um <laughs> we would be a danish one would that be a good idea yeah let's get the danish perspective. yeah anyway <laughs> thank you thank you it's, it's so nice to be back i'm, I'm, I'm just yeah, buzzing from today and this experience as well and i'm just so blessed to be in the company of amazing teachers oh, nice amazing and serious i people know me i don't blow smoke amazing absolutely brilliant thank you it's the spirit world that's brilliant man. indeed we're just, yeah. we're just a channel indeed we've been in an amazing church here we go oh, there you are. <laughs> come on if you want to throw it on us love and light love <laughs> thank you everybody have a wonderful evening don't forget thank um you. Lovely Jeanette and Tim are working here tomorrow for our divine service at 11 a.m. BST. Uh, it if will you, involve some philosophers. You never know. Uh, if you are in the area and you would like to come along, please do. The doors are open to all. Also, we are back online. And I really want to send out a great big thank you to an extremely generous benefactor who enabled that to happen. So... You know who you are, uh, and thank you so much. So we are back online. So you can watch our service live on Facebook tomorrow at 11 a.m. BST, and that will be on the church page. So we can't make any mistakes? No, 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 there's no editing. Oh, bugger. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that mean if I chip up off your platforms, it's only small? What? Your platforms ain't small. So if I trip... 
You can delete that bit, can you? Beautiful things <laughs> come in small packages. Indeed. No, I think you've got triple. Oh, you adore him. Good night, everybody. Thank Good you. Night. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, hold on. It's still live. Don't swear. <laughs>